Welcome back to Dog Den Sports. Here with, uh, what do we got? What day is it? Wednesday? Back on schedule, Wednesday it's the episode. 17th. It is the 17th. And uh, we're in the den, and man, time is flying by. Yeah. Dude, the summer's over. It is. It's over. It is, especially in the Northeast here, you know. I mean, you know it's going to become fall when Duncan bring back the pumpkin spice, and today was the pumpkin spice first day back. Yeah, no, you hate to see that. I mean, I, I mean, who likes pumpkin spice yeah, first bro, off? I mean, coffee, dude. Maybe the maybe your uh, your girlfriend might get excited for that. I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, you know, Jimmy's a cold hard black, black coffee, cutthroat, <laughs> New Englander. Don't mess with me, dude. Black coffee. <laughs> 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 Anyway, I do have no, to I like say- to throw in a little mocha swirl here. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I will. Dude, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with the mocha swirl. Come on now. I will say, back, speaking about Duncan and the pumpkin. Hey. Uh, bars. Uh, 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 uh. Duncan and the pumpkin. Yeah. Anyway, back in my gluten days, big, big pumpkin donut guy. Very slept on donut. Seasonal, of course. But a great donut. I mean, you know, here I am at 18. I could still eat gluten. <laughs> Never been a big pumpkin donut guy. I, I mean, I mean, you just got to think about it like this. Why would you ever pick a pumpkin donut? First of all, over an original glazed donut. I mean, what, miss me with that. You would never catch me rolling up to Dunkin' and say, let me get a pumpkin donut. When there's a nice strawberry frosted, vanilla frosted, glazed chocolate frosted yeah i will say i would take the pumpkin donut over the um the chocolate donut the uh chocolate glazed donut i mean those just make me want to go to the go to the toilet and hurl (laughs) and hurl those are not my jam i've had some bad memories i used to love them had a bad night ate a lot of those (laughs) i ate a lot of those chocolate um you know glazed munchkins didn't end well for me did not end well. Uh, ended up on the toilet. So never, never gone back to them. I keep my distance from those bad girls. What about? Sure. How do you feel about um, like filled donuts, like like a jelly fill, the Boston cream? You know, Boston cream not for me. You know, really hurts my stomach. Got, I got a bit of a sensitive stomach, so I got to go with some of the more basic donuts. I mean, that cream is just, it's really sweet. It's really flavorful. I mean, it's good for about a bite. Do you enjoy it though? Like for if you were one t- bite, a for singular one bite. bite. I've never finished a, a whole Boston cream donut without wanting to uke. Now, jelly, a little less sweet. Um, nice powdered sugar. The powdered sugar is just unreal. So yeah, I mean, I could go for you know one one jelly donut here or there. I mean, jelly munchkins are straight money, automatic. Yeah, well, I could pop like about five of those bad girls. But you know, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the jelly donut. It's still definitely taking that over pumpkin. 100%. I might even take blueberry over pumpkin. Wow. The blueberry munchkins are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, when I think about munchkins... <laughs> all right, all when right. I think about munchkins, I just think about homeroom, you know, when people bring in donuts for homeroom. And, you know, they get the variety pack to, like, just toss in any 30 yeah. munchkins in there. And, you know, the blueberry's been getting tossed around. It's it's kind of a newer thing, but I'm not, I'm not completely opposed to it. But, I mean, really, there's nothing better than a glazed munchkin. Okay. All right, glaze is on top. Pumpkin stinks. That's where we're at. Why would you get a pumpkin donut? I don't know. I can't. John can. He says no, so no go on the pumpkin donut. Also, 
coconut donuts. Okay, enough with coconut the donuts. Coconut donuts are the shit. Enough. I mean, Flanders bagels. If you want a good quality donut, that's the place to be. <laughs> that's all. Free free advertising. All right. Um. So the Dog Den crew just actually got back from a little vacay. Yeah. Little vacay. Hit up. Uh. Hit up. Dog Den Jacobs Lake House. Yeah. And the the boys were golfing. Yeah. We were playing. We were playing a lot of golf, and it was um. Team Dog Den versus uh. Jacob and Riley. Jacob and Riley. Whatever their team. Team Neon. Yeah. It it changes by the day, but anyway. Me and John just dominated the first day. Yeah, I mean, well, first morning. First morning. So, you know, we go out. What was that course called? Settlers. Settlers, you know, um, it's basically the Cedar Ridge of Massachusetts. But uh, mixing a... Uh, little bit nicer, a little mix, bit nicer. Mixing par fours and one par five at the end. Yeah, and no, it's, it's you know, we we're hitting from the big boy tees all day. It was fun. It was it was a good course. You know, Doug Den John started off, you know, rough first five holes, and then he found the stroke, found the found the drive piece, and you know, really turned it around. And then you know, Jimmy was playing alone for those first five holes, and then you know, I come in and help out here, and we get the boost, and we had an excellent back nine. We shot, we shot under. We shot one under as a pair, which you know, I mean, guys, we're not PGA golfers here. I mean, we're just. You know, we go out there, have a good time, you know, whack the ball. Play, you know, whack fuck. They call it whack fuck for a reason. You know, you get you you whack it sometimes and it goes good and so sometimes it doesn't. I mean It's a fifty fifty shot. Yeah, that's just how it goes. But you know, we found our groove. That first morning is probably one of the best rounds we played, both of us, in a decent round of time. So we we weren't happy about that. And then a little impulsive decision, we decided to go out that night, found a different course, a nice country club, good prices. And uh, we were a little, we were, we had to have the carts in by 7.30. We were pushing it. We got out there at 6. And what do you know? We're, you know, the worst thing in golf is when you're stuck behind slow pokes. We had two slow pokes ahead of us. And it was miserable. Clouds were coming in. It was getting dark. Also, no one was really hitting them well. Sorry. I certainly wasn't. And I was starving. We hadn't eaten. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But. This gets me going because it happened at that country club that night. If you Damn, tell yeah. someone that you're going to wave them through the next hole and then we take maybe an extra minute on the next hole lining up putts and you te- you rush your kids to go so you don't have to confront us about not letting us play through, I mean, you're just a, you're not a good human being. No, you're honestly. not a good human. You're not a good golfer. And let me tell you, they were not good golfers. No, and can, can I just... Can I just jump in here? Jump you got, in. You got, a, you got a nice little dad-son foursome. Um, when you got little kids, these kids were probably anywhere from 8 to 10, maybe 8 to 12. I don't know. I'm not really good at that. But they were hitting the ball 50 fucking yards. Okay? I'm sorry. I mean, it's going to take you a while when you got your little kids hitting the ball 50 yards, and then they can just walk up and then just take another whack at it, hit it 50 more yards. I'm sorry. I mean, you should probably be letting us play through. The dads weren't even good either. They sucked. They sucked, and so they said we were going to play through on, on the bend of a par 3. I mean, the par 3 didn't go too great for us. We were kind of spraying the balls, but maybe we took a little bit a little bit long, but we were rushing. I mean, Jim and I were putting the burners on. We were digging we were digging to our balls. We were rushing. We were putting in the effort for these guys, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're in the competition, so we're still going to try to, you know, line up our putts exactly. and take our time on our chips, but we were, we were hustling to the ball, and... 
they just they just teed off and it was, it was really frustrating and then we had a little encounter with them on what seven on hole seven it was eight it was eight we on finished seven so going into hole eight we're like all right you know we had other guests coming to the lake house mm-hmm. it was dinner time we were hungry and these guys are taking forever the guy the group in front of them are on the green at nine and they're just teeing off on eight and we're like okay hey, we have somewhere to be can we play through and they tee off, they roll their eyes and say, yeah, we'll wave you through up there. While, while they were saying that, they couldn't walk slower. They were chipping their balls up. They were, they were being very rude, very rude. And we asked, we asked very politely, well, as politely as Jacob could talk to someone, he doesn't know. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we're about to tee off. We're five minutes past, past yeah. 730 and 736. the guy's like, doesn't talk to us, just goes, carts. Yeah. Dude, we're on hole eight. Yeah. We're on hole eight. You can't stay another 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So long story short, we had to bring the carts back in. He's like, you guys can go back and walk the rest. And we're like, nah, we're not going to risk the humiliation of going Seeing back and facing people. these guys after we told them that we wanted to go through. And we had to go all the way back, bring the carts back, walk all the way back. It just wasn't part of the program. We, you know, we had shit to do, places to be, people to see. So, you know, that, that round of golf ended short. It was it was pretty nightmarish. Starving the whole time, wasn't hitting the ball well. Really, we probably shouldn't have even gone out. Probably shouldn't have gone no. out. Waste of, waste of 35 bucks. I, I wouldn't say that because they had some killer deals up in the clubhouse. Yeah. I got... I, got, I did get two Snickers for $2. I got 12 golf balls for $10, all Titleist and Callaways. I got four bags of teas and a Reese's, and, you know, I was, I was feeling good. I was feeling good, thinking that it might be a good round. But, you know, when you can't play at your pace, you get tired. Yeah. You get tired. And and you're seeing these guys hit a ball 50 yard. you're like, dude, come on. Yeah. So I, I have to give that golf experience probably like a 3.2 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty miserable. But then, going into the next day, you know. Well, I just like to say, bottom of the line of that experience is, it's honestly on us. Because you, you shouldn't be golfing when you're in a time crunch. No. So. It's unenjoyable. Yeah. That's on and us. And we had a time crush. We had the, we had the ladies coming to the lake. And, we, you know, we shouldn't have been golfing. We were in a time crush. We, we tried to fit it in a tight window. And we, we shouldn't have known better. So, we want to talk about some self-responsibility. Um, that's that there. That's, that's the lesson that I took away. And then, and then when we got back to the lake house, you know, you know, um, I, I didn't have a lady there. The other guys did. And they, they kind of put themselves in, in the dog house right away. Cause one of the first, they're there. They just drove about two hours to come see them. And the first thing these guys do are like, yeah, we have a tea time in the morning. Go to Starbucks or something. No, that was the second thing we said. The first thing we said, we said, oh, yeah, we got a fantasy football draft at 9.30. So, uh, it was like 8 o'clock, yeah, and they no, just got there. It was like 8.30. They just got there. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, we got we got a fantasy football draft at 9.30. And then we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to play in the morning, too. Wasn't good. Wasn't smart. Looking back on it, wasn't the play there. So, you know, a little bit of a rocky start. Yeah, but um, we'll talk about the fantasy draft. In I a think li- that's a good transition. In, in a little bit. More say, but I, but um, I'm just saying how since we're talking, morning. yeah, the round in the morning. The round in the morning was brutal for John and I. 
Couldn't get it going. I mean, it was just a continuation of the night before. Uh, Not good. Just, just really just not. It was rough. It was rough. I don't. It was piss poor. It was piss poor. I don't really know. And I I don't, I think that's all we're going to say on that. But, um, the last thing I want to say before we transition into the fantasy football is that, so after our atrocious round of golf, we're like, all right, let's go get something to eat. And John types in Duncan, but it brings us to a dip and donuts, dip and donuts, some yeah. little corner store sort of type thing. We'll drive through and we're like, Hey, we're, we're here. Might as well try it. And I'll John, you explain it so well. I'll let you take it. Yeah. So, you know, the dip and donuts thing was interesting. I clearly typed in Duncan and there is like, all, I just clicked on the closest one. That's what you do. You're in the maps. You're in a place you don't know. You type in Duncan, you click on the closest one. We needed some coffees. So I click on the top one, not really thinking about it. Apparently, it was Dippin' Donuts. Jimmy, we're like five feet away. We're driving in. Jimmy's like, dude, you brought us to Dippin' Donuts. I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't didn't even know. Hey, I was not angry. I think at first you were a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed just because, like, you knew you couldn't get anything. You were, I knew I couldn't get anything. And second, you were off with directions before. Well, I was like, trying that was, my best. That was a rough morning for for locations with you. Okay, whatever. Brought us to Dick and Dip. <laughs> Brought us to Dick and <laughs> Dip and Donuts, and let me talk about it. I mean, it was a gem. It was a hidden gem in what, like Lunenburg or Lemonster, Massachusetts, wherever the hell we are, middle of nowhere. Brought us to this little hidden gem, Dip and Donuts. I mean, come whew, on, talk about it. They had like 50 different donut flavors, 50 different coffee flavors, iced hot, you know. Smoothies. Smoothies. They had they had a, a Philly cheesesteak on a bagel. I mean, talk about anything your heart could desire. And um, it was just, it was a fantastic experience. I went, I wasn't, you know, I couldn't go for something heavy. So I just went with a, a plain bagel with a cream cheese. I feel like you can't really go wrong with that. I mean, and the bagel was just dialed. It was so money. Fantastic bagel. Good cream cheese proportion. Very hot. Steaming hot. Um, my coffee was amazing. Got a fudge brownie iced coffee. It was very good. And I mean, if I could go to Dippin' Donuts or Dunkin' Donuts for the rest of my life, I'm going to Dippin' Donuts. That, that's just how I feel. So yeah, it was it was a nice little gem we found. I also I also want to shout out the lady in the window, grinding because we we were a pain in the ass. Yeah, we were a pain in the ass. It was it because everyone had to decide what they wanted. Orders were coming at her left and right, and she was on it. She was a machine. I think she was solo. She was a solo person in the store. I mean, I didn't see anyone any other workers there, and she was just whipping them out for everyone. We'd tell her what she wants. She'd go do it. She'd hand it to us. And she would ask us what else we needed while she was getting it done. Yeah, she was a beast. Oh, you also had a, uh, what, a maple glazed donut? Yeah, maple glazed donut. It was pretty good. I don't know. My choice was a little iffy. I would have yeah. been more happy if there's bacon on there. You know, that's a that's a thing now. Maple bacon donuts. That would have I think that would have elevated it. But you know, it was good. It was good. It was a good donut. Solid donut. All right. So the night before we did um, the fantasy draft. Do you guys care about the most? Yeah. We had we had our league. What's it? Uh, how many people? It is twelve. It's a twelve twelve man, twelve man league. league. A uh, single QB PPR yeah. per use per yeah. use and Pretty standard. Um, 
two wide receiver, two running back, a flex, a tight end, defense, and a kicker. You know, probably the most standard league you'll you'll run into. It's probably what most of you guys, most of our listeners are in, something like that. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start with my team. You know, I uh, I had a draft pick that I, I sort of liked. You know, two's a good pick. I mean, it's not the best, but uh, I had it. And um, I would say it was a little bold, not really. I took, I took Eck with the second pick. I mean, I, I'm just so high on Austin Eckler. Um, I love him. Yeah, I mean, I had the third pick, Jimmy. I mean, obviously the 101 was Jonathan Taylor, pretty standard amongst all of these. Jimmy goes Austin Eckler, which, I mean, you can't go wrong with him at the two slot, but, I'm, I mean, if I'm in his shoes, I'm going Chris McCaffrey in the two. Now, I can't really say that because I'm, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I passed on McCaffrey at 3-2, and I took Cooper Cup, but I don't – I think – Dude, how are you gonna pass on Cooper Cup? Like, just look, look what he did. And even if he regresses, dude, I saw something. Even if he regresses four points a game, which is a pretty sizable amount this year, he still would have the same amount of points as Jonathan Taylor did last year. That's like, insane, dude. Come on. Even if he regresses, he's still gonna be like, if he does even like, not even like relatively close to what he did last year, he's setting me up to win the league. That's just that simple. I mean, you you did have a phenomenal draft. Yeah, with my second pick, I went Tyreek Hill, which is interesting. I mean, a lot of people are, are skeptical about Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you think there's going to be a drop-off with when you go from Patrick Mahomes to Tua, Tua Shitter, which, you know, I don't, I don't even know how I feel about him. But then I was just sitting there, and I was looking at the other options, and I was like, Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. And the name the brand day, value. Yeah, at the end of the day, even if he's not doing great, I'm still going to be able to trade him for high value after a good week. I'm going to be able to sell him high no matter what because he's Tyreek Hill. And he's not going to do terrible. He's not going to be bad. He's still going to be a top 10 wide receiver at the very least. So if I'm sitting here with the wide receiver one overall, it's either going to be Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson. Either way, I mean, we're talking if there's no injuries. I'm praying there's no injuries. But... And then I'm going to have two top 10 wide receivers, and you can't complain. You can't complain. A possible two top five receivers. I mean, Tyreek Hill could he could thrive here. I think I think there's going to be Mike McDaniels, who um, comes from the 49ers coaching tree. I think he's going to get Tyreek involved, and he's going to find creative ways to get him involved, and Tyreek Hill is going to succeed. So, I mean, his his ADP dropped significantly from what it's been in, in years future. But I think I think he could still be productive for you. So Definitely. I mean, if he's sitting there and people are overlooking him, I don't hate taking him, and that's what I did. Also, you got to realize, um, most of you know, but if you're listening, you don't know. So in the second round, John and I pick last. Like he's third to last, and I'm second to yeah. last. Just so you guys know. So with my second round, um, I'm I'm really I really like this pick. I mean, it's it's late second round. I, he wasn't gonna make it to me in the third round. And I took A.J. Brown. I mean, I love this pick. I love this pick, guys. Um, me and John were just talking. Like, we believe the Eagles are going to be a lock for the division. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Hurts, I mean, we were listening to what? It was first take? Yeah. And Mad Max, 
said, do you think Jalen Hurts can be that guy to win 10, 11 games? He won nine games last year, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He won nine games. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel very passionate about this. I think people are tripping on some drugs when they talk about Eagles and Jalen Hurts. This dude took a trash-ass team. I mean, when I talk about a trash team, he took a trash team to nine wins in the playoffs. He didn't have Miles Sanders for a lot, a little, a lot of it. The offensive line improved from last year to this year. And he added A.J. Brown. And the defense got better. So you're telling me how if he won nine games last year, he's going to somehow regress. And, and he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. He's a, he, I think he's talented. I think he slept on. I think the Eagles, easy, easy 10-11 win team. And I think, I mean, I'll touch on Jalen Hurts fantasy-wise later. But, shit. Okay, it was different when he was on the Titans. He had Ryan Tannehill throwing to him. A.J. Brown? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's going to. I think he might have been a little bit of a reach. Were you talking with your second pick? Like I, I mean, I would have liked him. You could have got him with your third round pick. What, like five, six picks later? But I'm not mad at it. You got, you ended up getting Saquon with your third pick. I right? did get so, Saquon I mean, with my third pick. I mean, I, it seems like it wouldn't have really mattered the order you took those guys. I like Saquon. I think he's gonna have a a, a huge workload, and it's just. It's not even if he stays healthy. Everyone's saying Saquon's gonna be top five if he stays healthy. It's if he if he plays good. <laughs> He's, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be healthy. Obviously, you could say anyone's gonna be top five if they stay healthy. That's just like that doesn't really make sense. It's if Saquon Saquon hasn't played good the last two years, but he is looking really good in camp. He is he's running hard. He looks he looks like he's somewhat like his rookie yourself, and he's definitely gonna have that workload to have a big year. So. I definitely I don't mind Saquon. I think he's a very good RB two for you. Definitely. With my third pick, who did I take? I think I took Nick Chubb. Um. Yeah, Nick Nick Chubb was sitting there in the third round. I'm not crazy about it. Certainly not crazy about it. But I mean, Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb. You're gonna get reliability. You're gonna get. I don't love having Nick Chubb as my RB one, but that's just. A sacrifice I had to make when I when I pick a wide receiver, my first two picks. I mean, that's that's kind of what I put my chips in. I put my chips into Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think oftentimes wide receivers are more productive than running backs. It's hard to get a good running back, but I think some somewhere down the line, if I need to trade for a top tier running back, I have the assets to do so. And um, you know, Nick Nick Chubb's going to be a solid. You know, baseline for me, giving me around what, like, fifteen points a game, and I, and I can't really be mad at that. Yeah, you know, that's that's really solid. Um, actually, this is off my draft order, but in my flex, I I took Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I I like that. I feel, I, don't. I feel like he will be productive this year. Definitely not as productive as he was last year with Nick Chubb's injuries, and he had injuries towards the end of the season. He didn't do much. But in the beginning of the season, he was a beast. Yeah, it's well, it's interesting. I think most of his value is gonna come in the first six games without Deshaun. Yes, because definitely. They're just gonna be feeding. They're gonna be feeding Nick and Kareem through those first six games to try to have them carry them to a win. And um, you know, Kareem's definitely gonna get most of the receiving role. But the, the thing that scares me about Kareem Hunt 
is Dearness Johnson. He he honestly scares me with Nick Chubb. Dearness Johnson was like pound for pound the most efficient rusher <laughs> last year when he had his chance when both those yeah. guys were hurt. I mean, Dearness Johnson, he was on another level. He was a dog. So, I, I mean, remember I we think, were we were so high yeah, on him on Fantasy Football Friday. I think he could he might cut into both their workloads, which is a little scary, so and he more he's going to cut into Kareem Hunt's workload more than Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubbs has in, has had a consistent work in the NFL. Do you think it's you think you're able to have like a three headed monster? I mean, that's a, in a committee, yeah. But I don't know, man. Are they gonna be a committee? I, I mean, they kind of already are. With Kareem, I don't know. I just the Browns backfield is interesting. But I think the only the only thing set in stone, the only person that's gonna be consistent and has been consistent in the last four years is Nick Chubb. Yeah, of course. So, but I think that. with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I think Kareem's gonna get a decent amount. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. Yeah, I took who would I take? I think with my fifth and sixth, or no, with my fourth and fifth, I took J.K. Dobbins, which, um. J.K. Dobbins, I'm not crazy about. I'm not crazy about J.K. Dobbins, but I'm also not that. I'm not that mad about it. Hopefully, he'll be healthy enough to start Week One, and Gus Edwards is gonna miss the first couple of games. So, J.K.'s if he's if he's healthy, if he's fully healthy for Week One, he's gonna be looking at a big workload, and I think, I think he could do what people expected him to do last year. And if he doesn't, I'll sell him. I'll sell his ass after he has a good week. It is what it is. I'm not really tripping about it. I'm not. I'm not qualming about my running back situation right now because they both have potential to do great things, and they and they both could be bad. But you know, it, it is it is what it is. It's just what I, the position I was put in. I don't like drafting from the three spot, but I don't hate how my team turned out drafting from it. Um, my next wide receiver, I love him, Jerry Judy. Oh, I want to talk about that. I That's took, right. I took Corlin Sutton. You took Jerry Judy, and then I took Corlin Sutton. Now, I think Corlin Sutton is going to be the Cooper Cup of last year. Not not as good, obviously, but let's let's talk about situations here. Um, Corlin Sutton, a previously talented wide receiver, has had successful years. Um, what did him, Cooper Cup last year and him this year? They both come and get top 10 quarterbacks coming into their offense. And all the reports from camp point at, Cortland Sutton being the one and him and Russ having a great connection in in training camp so far. And that, that could be all smoke. Who knows? But I'm betting on that, and I'm betting on this offense to be good. And I don't think Jerry Judy's going to be bad by any means. I think he's going to have a great year, but I think it's going to be – I think Cortland Sutton's going to be the one and Jerry Judy's going to be the two, and there's going to be a pretty sizable – no, they're both gonna be very productive. This Jerry is, Judy's not gonna this be the is one. Jerry Judy's breakout year with Russ. This is his breakout year. He has the skill set to be unbelievable. Great hands and elite route running ability. Mm-hmm. And he's he's gonna showcase it. And Russ, Russ gonna be throwing the deep balls. You know, mm-hmm. to Cortland. No, no, one on one downfield jump ball. You got, you got Jerry Judy with the double move. Oh, I'm so excited because him and Russ are going to be a dynamic duo. Not biased. 
And we might put a poll on the Instagram story. I kind of like this debate. Who you guys think is going to have the better season, Sutton or Judy? I think they're both going to have a good season, but I think Sutton's going to outperform them a little I, bit. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be it's interesting. Gonna be it's really gonna be, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I can't. Especially, I especially because um, the first week they're both going to put up crazy numbers. They're playing Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're playing Seattle week one? Yeah, Monday Night Football. In that, Seattle, Russ comes back yeah. that soon. Yeah, wild. Yeah, and I want to, I want to t- talk about the last two main main pieces on my team. I got Jay, dude. What did I get? I got Jalen Hurts in like the seventh or eighth round. Um, yeah, I got Jalen Hurts in the seventh round, and he's gonna be the QB one this year. Let me just let me just preach. If you guys haven't drafted yet and you're not targeting Jalen Hurts in the seventh, eighth round, you're on one. Jalen Hurts was the QB five last year with the dog poop offense. The QB five. And now we got AJ Brown. We got an improved O line. He's gonna be slinging it. And he gets those rushing touchdowns. We're talking he does. about value. Running quarterbacks are overpowered. So if you're not targeting, and guess what? If you miss on Jalen Hurts, guess who's sitting there in round like 10, 9, 10. Trey Lance is there in round 9 and 10 right now in fantasy football drafts. Like, our league's so stupid, no one's starting him. No one has Trey Lance starting. How in God's name could you not have Trey Lance starting um, this year? He's going to be he's gonna be the Jalen Hurts of last year. So, he's going to be a top 10 QB easy. He's going to he's gonna produce. He's, he's going to get rushing touchdowns. He's, he's going to add rushing value, and he can sling it. We saw all the potential in, in the Niners' first preseason game. So I might even fucking trade Jalen Hurts and downgrade to Trey Lance because that's how much I believe and add some value on my team. I don't know. I'm going to see. But I'm loving my quarterback situation. I mean, quarterbacks make or break, but I'm winning because there's people who drafted Josh Allen in the third and fourth round and Patrick Mahomes in the fourth and fifth round, and, and Jalen Hurts is going to outperform that. So Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance, I mean, they're – they're those dual are your threats and those everything. Are your, those are your guys to target in drafts. You got you got to know how to draft. You don't take quarterback early. You're tripping if you do. I saw something on TikTok that Josh Allen was the QB one, averaged 24 points per game. Matt Stafford was the QB ten, he averaged 20, 20 points per game. If you're talking about a difference of four points per game, and you could wait, you know, six seven rounds in the draft and get one dude, and all you're losing is four points a game, and, and add that back by getting stronger receivers and running backs. So you're overall you're gonna plus in value. Don't don't take guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. There's so much death at QB this year. You get you get you get guys like Hertz and, and Lance, and and you're winning. You're winning your league. I have to say, now this is very controversial. My quarterback pick. Who was it? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're not gonna go wrong with Aaron Rodgers. He's not gonna win or lose you your league. But he you could know, win. He's a safe play. He's not gonna win it. Like if you even if you look at it last year, he won MVP. He had a, like a top ten performance, but he didn't he didn't have a crazy fantasy performance. He doesn't add that rushing value. He's gonna be like a consistent eighteen to twenty points a game, you know, with the occasional twenty five, the occasional twenty eight, um, some sixteen, maybe a but, thirty bomb in there. You know? Yeah, but he's not he's not gonna win or lose you your your league for but, sure. But everyone's like, who's he gonna throw to? Who's he gonna throw to? He's no, he's nothing without Devontae Adams. Let, let me enlighten you. Let me enlighten you. Since 2019, Aaron Rodgers had seven games without Devontae Adams, right? Mm-hmm. 
You know what his record is? 7-0. 7-0. He has no one to throw to. 19 touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. Total QBR, 79. And the team's point per game is 31.6 on average. That is insane. Mm-hmm. That is insane. He's going to be just fine. And fantasy-wise, this is another MVP season. Another MVP season. Yeah. I mean... Jimmy said it. We've been saying all offseason. The pack's going to be fine. The loss of, loss of Devontae Adams isn't going to kill him. Dude, I just hate how people are seeing these big names going, like this one big name going to a different team or leaving a team, and now now all of a sudden the team they go to is the shit. The, t- the team they left is now shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like people are skeptical about, about the Chiefs this year. Yeah. Because Tyreek Hill's not there. He, they're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, and Tyreek Hill going to Miami. It, Miami's all of a sudden a Super Bowl team. Mm-mm. They're going to be in a dogfight for their division. Mm-hmm. So I, it just fathoms me how people just think one name completely changed the whole team. Now, it's different. It's different if you're looking at it from a quarterback aspect because a quarterback does make or break a team. Yeah, It's that simple. But you can't look at like... Um, a cornerback, an edge, or a receiver, a running back, and just think that that team's not the same anymore. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. It's true stuff. And the last thing I want to touch on in the draft-wise for fantasy football is the tight end situation. Now, I got Dalton Schultz in, like, the sixth round or fifth round or something like that. and I got Georgie in the fifth. That's who you, that George Kittle in the fifth round. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Give me that all day. Dalton Schultz in the fifth or sixth. Come on, come here, come here, We're, guys. Say it with me. We're not drafting Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey in the second round. We're not doing it. We're don't not do drafting it. Mark Andrews and Travis, and Travis Kelsey, Kelsey in the second, in the second round. round. No, okay. guys, we're not doing that. It's not what we're doing. It's not the game we're playing. Keep repeating that in your head. Don't do it. Don't. If they're sitting there, don't. If they're sitting there mid third round. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm talking mid to late third round is the only place, and you know they're probably they're not going to be there. So it is what it is. You miss on those guys, okay? Guess what? You're going to have Darren Waller, George Kittle, and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is going to be top five, top five, top five, top five. Even Kyle Pitts, a little iffy about them, because one touchdown last year, Marcus Mariota, obviously in the pocket. There's so much. There's so much to hate with uh, Kyle Pitts, but the talent. If you want to bet on the talent, go for it. I'm not mad at it. I don't hate it. But, I mean, throw Kyle. George Kittle, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz. Those are the guys you want to be targeting. And guess what? Even if you miss on them, if you miss on them, don't draft the tight end until, like, the 12th round. If you miss one of those guys, right, sit there, load up the rest of your team, and take someone like Irv Smith or, like, Dawson Knox very late. I mean, there's guys. those are guys that, you know, they're not going to win. They could, they could perform in a top 10 level or – Dude, if you miss those guys, sit on Zach Ertz in the ninth, 10th round. Come on. Zach Ertz is a beast. He was the tight end seven since he went to Arizona last year. So let's just let's use our heads. You don't got you don't gotta go crazy for um, Kelsey and Andrews and draft them at bad value. Are they gonna win you games if you get them? Yeah, but it's just I don't know. It's not something I'm looking to do. You can do it if you want. Also, if you want Dog Den John's expert advice, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, a sleeper tight end this year. If you're without one, 
and you want to take a shot on somebody, I got to talk about Cole Komet. Okay. With Justin Fields. Last season, 17 games, 93 targets. That was the number number one target on the Bears. Didn't get a red zone, um, got red zone targets, but didn't have a touchdown last year. So, all I'm saying, his share is only going to go up. Him and Justin Fields have an unbelievable connection. The Bears are going to suck, but Justin Fields can at least throw the ball, and it's worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, talk, I mean, this is what we're talking about. If you miss, if you miss on guys, the guys that we want you to get, Kittle, Waller, Schultz, and maybe Pitts. There's guys like Noah Fantley, Irv Smith. Also, stay away from T.J. Hawkinson. Not worth it. Um, Fryer Muthley, I like it. Oh, Fryer Muthley, I think that's a good pick. That's a good. Goddard's price is way too high for where he's going to produce. I'm staying away from Dallas Goddard. Jacecki, love it. Love Jacecki. Dude, we got people sitting on our waivers who I wouldn't be mad if you were starting them at tight end. Albert O, dude, hell yeah, go for it. Albert O. With the Russell Wilson offense, no more Noah Fant there. Go for it. Um, you know, Gerald Everett, the starter in the Chargers, going to be explosive offense. Hayden Hurst, now he's in Cincy. So, oh, to replace oh. C.J. Uzama. C.J. Uzama, I was just about to say. Him on the Jets, I mean, actually, no, you can't yeah. right now because Joe Flacco started in week one. Yeah. There's going to be not a lot of target share. But if Zach Wilson was starting, that would be a good pick. Moral story is don't waste a second round pick on Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. That is the moral. Maybe trade for him, but don't don't draft him. Definitely don't draft him. Actually, I got more to talk about. Bench. Drafting your bench. Very important. Don't please don't draft a defense and a kicker. Those should be your last two picks. Fuck it. Auto draft them. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. I told my girlfriend to pick a random kicker. Don't matter. It don't matter. Let me tell you. It just doesn't. Bench value, guys. Um, There's some running backs late in drafts that are going to give you value. Chase Edmonds is sitting there in the ninth, 10th round. He's a starter. He's a starting running back. I picked him up yeah. with my third bench pick. Yeah. Dude, come on. Chase Edmonds, he's a starting running back. And then you got people taking Tony Pollard way ahead of him. He's a backup. Why are you taking a backup ahead of a starter? Chase Edmonds is a beast, dude. He split a backfield with James Conner and still was flex production last year. Now put him in the put him in the Dolphins offense as the starter. I love it. Rashad Penny, him or Kenneth Walker, whoever you think is going to start, they're sitting there in the 10th round. That's a, that's One of them could be a starter. I mean... You know, I picked Rashad Penny because he was Derrick Henry for five five weeks last year. So, yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, it's, it should be his job to lose. Um, who else? One, one thing I like to do with my bench is, you know, if you have a good receiving core, I believe I have a good receiving core. Um, I like I like to draft guys who, like, they're projected 10, 11 points, but they could have a breakout season. Mm-hmm. They could. So I'm big on that when I draft. I took Kenny Galladay. He's not trying really hard right now, but he, he could ha- he could break out. Ro- Robbie Anderson. I like Robbie Anderson if Baker Mayfield's starting. Baker Mayfield's going to start. I know, and I like that. I okay. Like we said on the last podcast, people are just all of a sudden shitting on Baker Mayfield as if he's a bad quarterback when he was Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So, it's something to look at. I actually and don't despise Robbie Anderson as much as I have in past years this year. I don't I don't hate that. 
But, I mean, you're going to have to take him late. To have I took him really late. Lately. He was also a cancer on my team last year. Didn't get yeah, along I'm surprised in the locker he was, room. I'm surprised he was back on your roster. He he lost me a game, which would have put me in the playoffs. To me. I remember it vividly. Yeah. I, it was a Sunday night game. Yeah, no, Monday up, night. Yeah, it was Monday night. One point. Darnold put it in his bread basket. Uh-huh. I was down point nine mm-hmm. or point eight, and it literally went off his chest and hit the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to get over over that <laughs> to put him back on the squad. But hey, hey, if I mean, Baker, I love seeing that when Baker Mayfield starting, he's gonna eat. Um. I got, dude, I got Zach Ertz in the 10th round. That's trade bait, dude. We're talking, your bench, you're drafting trade bait or people who are going to win you your league. That just shot in the dark, fuck it. They could they could be amazing. That's what you're drafting with your bench. You do want some, like I took Robert Woods in my first bench pick. I love it. He's going to be consistent, dude. He's going to have a good year. He's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense. Traylon Burks has been pooping the bed in camp. He's not been doing good. Robert Woods, he's had plenty. I mean, more than enough time. Yeah, he's a bit old. But he's had more than enough time to recover from the ACL. He should be money. He should be good. And he should be. He should have a pretty solid year. Robert Woods should have a solid year. Um, MVS. He's going to be the deep threat in the Chiefs offense. I mean, I think if you're... T- dude, take a shot on MVS, Sky Moore. Take a shot on all those guys late rounds. Because why not? Why not? They could break out. Who knows? Marlon Mack. Right now, he's the starter for the Texans. He's probably not going to be good. Probably not, but you never know. Uh, you never know. Once again, George Pickens, my last pick. <laughs> He's my team mascot. I mean, come on. I love that. George Pickens will not leave my roster for the whole season. I don't care if the league winner is sitting on the waivers and I got to drop him to pick him up. George Pickens stays on my team. He stays, and guess what? He's been balling out, dude. He he could he could carve. He could he could be some flex plays for me later in the year. If he keeps balling <laughs> no the way, way he's been balling. Yes, George Pickett. Dude, he's already the wide receiver three. And if Claypool shits the bed like he did last year, he'll be the wide receiver two by week six. So I want to talk George Pickens. If he's there for your last pick, take George Pickens. He's a dog. He is a dog. And yesterday, yeah. Dude it. Yes, young boy. I made some two. I made two big waiver pickups yesterday. Um, Isaiah Pan, Pancher, Pancherco, Pancherco. Um, we thought Ronald Jones, Jarek McKinnon, um, all of these guys were gonna be the running back two in Kansas City. Our first um, preseason game. You can tell a lot about preseason. Who gets snaps with the starters? Um, C H played what like three snaps with the starters and then guess who came in for the to play the rest of them with the starters and ceh got in between the 20 snaps so basically all the useless ones all the useless yards that aren't gonna result in touchdowns pancheco got the inside the 20 touches and um he got a, a carry inside the 20 and a reception inside the 20 bring my money he could be he could be the rb1 mid of the year he's he could. showing out he's showing out in camp and, another and- one one second. Brian Robinson on the Commanders. Antonio Gibson, first preseason game. Comes in for three snaps. What is what, what was his biggest problem last year, Jim? Fumbling. Wait, who, <laughs> I, I lost. I was looking Antonio, at the waivers. Antonio Gibson. Yes, His fumbling. biggest problem was fumbling. It was. What does he do? First first thing he does when he gets in the first preseason game? Fumbles. Gets benched. <laughs> for who? Brian Robinson. He'll be the RB1. 
<laughs> He'll be the RB one eventually. It's his. It's his job to take. Gibson slowly I'm, I'm looking had. up how many fumbles Gibson had last he had year. Six. He had six. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's so a much. lot. Dude, you got one job as a running back. Ron Rivera wants someone reliable. Brian Robinson's in there, and he played really well in that preseason game. So, hey, little things like this. Could they not pan out? Sure, they cannot pan out. But with my last two spots on my bench, who cares? Who cares? I'm going for it. Take the chance. Go pick them up in your league right now or draft them with your last pick. Do it. Why not? Draft Marcus Mariota. Don't draft Marcus Mariota. Don't. Don't. You don't need a backup quarterback. It's another thing. No, you, yeah, that's another thing. That's another thing. Why are you wasting a bench spot on a backup quarterback? Tell me why. Give me, like, a good reason. You got one? No. Okay. I have a quarterback on my bench. But Who? for trade bait. Who? Deshaun. Yeah, no, that's, I mean... I'm going to hold on to him for a couple weeks. Someone's quarterback's going to be playing shitty. I'm someone be does like, have Trey Lance. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, yo, yo, I'll trade you Deshaun for so-and-so. Yeah, see, and Nick... It's going to work. Nick has Trey Lance on his bench, which I like. He's got he's got Lamar starting, which is fine, dude. So I start Lamar over Trey Lance. I, I can't blame you for that. And he's got Trey Lance on his bench, dude. If I'm him, I'm trading Lamar, and I'm riding Trey Lance. Trading Lamar, I'm trading Lamar right now, and I'm riding Trey Lance off into the sunset. But, I mean, he's not going to do that. Cause he's, Trey's going to eat his first week. He probably doesn't listen week. to the Dog Sports podcast. Trey's going to eat his first week against every a struggling week. Bears defense. Without Roquan Smith. He's going to eat every week. Without dude. Khalil Mack. you, bro. Trey Lance to the fucking moon, dude. If Trey Lance is a stock in fantasy football, I'm putting all my fucking bread in him. We're riding him off into the sunset. All right, take that away with you. Dog Den Sports Wednesday episode. It was I thought it was a pretty good one. You know, good talk. Dippin' Donuts. Shout out you. Also, also another free sponsor. Hey, if you if you like to golf, but you can't you can't get out of the course as much as you like, play WGT Golf. <laughs> I'm telling you, the best mobile golf game out there. I yeah. mean, it is competitive. You can get your guys in accessories. It's fun. You can play with your friends. John and I, record against each other, 2-2-1, two, two and one, probably going to have to play a game after this. Yeah, most uh, certainly. I mean, it is I'm awesome. I'm down for nine. You, I'm down for nine, too. You can play courses like Pebble Beach, uh, St. Andrews. I all mean, there's so many. That really nice course in Ireland. We yeah. all know. We all know what it is. We, we, we all not, don't know what it's called, but we all know that really nice course in Ireland. That guess what? That's there. They're all there. They're all there. All the nice courses. So play WG. Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Betcha. Hey, why, hey. dude? Why go to that golf simulator thing and pay money when you can play WGT for free? Hey, go play Augusta right now. You win. Hey. You get in tournaments. You get you get cash prizes. Not real cash. Golf cash. There hey. actually is one tournament. You can win a five hundred dollar golf gift card. That's what we're saying. I mean, I love this app right now. I'm going to, you know, going to college, you know, John and I, we won't be able to play golf together in five days. Yeah. Going away. But guess what? We will be able to play golf. Yeah, we'll be playing WGT. Golf, yeah. Dude, yeah. we should, we got to stop doing this free advertising. We should be getting paid. I, they, bet, I bet they'll get 10 new downloads off of this. This is bullshit. Where's our money? <laughs> Yo, WG, run us our money. Run us. Still haven't been paid by Josh Bellamy for the Drip Incorporated yeah, show. Still a little mad about that. Well, from now on, we're Good luck done. with your sentence, by the way. I hear it's coming up soon. Anyway, <laughs> Dog Den Sports out. Take it is. Take it is.